what I've realized is people connect very deeply to the humanness that we so often try and hide. If you're willing to trust love, it's unnecessary to hide it. Hello, 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 and welcome once again to the Coaching Life podcast, and welcome to 2017. And with this being the first episode of the year, a friend of mine had a nice idea, well, he thought it was a nice idea, <laughs> I think it's a bit of a squirmish idea, um, to actually interview me for my own podcast. So I'm going to hand over to him. So thank you, Mr. Dave Kibbe. Thanks, Phil. Um, I'm just still laughing at the fact that you're still laughing, which is wonderful, <laughs> which might sound confusing to anybody listening, but there we go. Um, so Phil's been doing this podcast, of those of you who listened to it for a while, um, for a while, and it dawned on me that, that well, one of the things that dawned on me, other than just enjoying speaking to Phil, we'll talk about Phil a bit in a second, was I wonder what was behind this? Like, really, what's what's the what's the story behind the interview? What brought all this about? And you know, what makes him tick? What what makes him want to have these conversations? What's he looking to bring to the world? Because there's like that 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 surface level. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want to bring. And then and then I thought if we could dig away at him a little bit, that might be really fun for people to hear about 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 his coaching life. That could be really, really cool and really beneficial. So I, I just wanted to start and just just for a moment talk about who Phil is for me. So I think Phil and I met online. <laughs> that sounds strange. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't tell him which group they Yeah, that's <laughs> right, in, in a group that no one can talk um, I don't know, a year or so ago, I guess, and, and exchanged various... Um, uh, contretemps on posts and whatever <laughs> and whatever, and th and then gradually started having conversations and getting to know each other. And and uh, uh, Phil's been a coach for me as well, which has been really really cool over various sort of bursts of time. Uh, and as importantly, more importantly, a friend, a confidant, someone to enjoy spending time with. And I valued his his sharing and his allowing of how he looks at the world and and. And, and retains and retains a uh, a combination of humility and humour and extraordinarily capacity for uh, not only love with a capital L but with a small L the practical nature of just being a really a really nice open authentic -y kind of dude which I think is essential in our industry so that's who the Phil G is for me and that's quite enough being nice about him I just put <laughs> him on the spot and make him squirm now. So uh, I just thought it'd be a great idea for for somebody to talk to Phil, and not being someone who's usually shy about uh, coming forward, I put myself forward to do that. And thankfully for me, I'm not sure for him that he's he's accepted. So welcome to your own podcast, Phil. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dave. No, I really I really appreciate you and and your wonderful kind words. Thank you very much. And 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 pretty much all of it was true. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> So for the, for the benefit of, of people who don't know you, Phil, um, could you start by just talking a little bit about how you, you know, or maybe even what coaching is for you and then how you came to make this coaching life part, you know, a big part of what you do, who you are, etc. It's It's, it's uh, quite an experience to have a variation of your own questions thrown back at you, of course. And I, and I have to confess, I had not given any any the my standard template question to any consideration. Um, so coaching for me now, and it's probably something different to what it was, you know, even a year ago or a couple of years ago. But for me now, it's very much about helping people connect with love. And anybody who looks at my Facebook wall will know I talk about love and the uh, power of love not afraid to talk about it um all the time just bringing people back to that 
a variation of that, I guess. Coaching would be about helping people discover what's true for them. Um, and it was really that. There's a story behind that as to how this podcast came about. Really a quest, if you like, for uncovering uh, truth. What got me into coaching? Uh, I started uh, taking like people and team leadership roles in my IT career even as early as I guess my first team leadership role was about 1990 just of a small team desktop computer support team when I worked for BT and from that moment onward I was I was always in team leadership roles through my IT career until I left 15th of April 2011 it's not a date you forget um so I, it was, and it was always and it sounds kind of cliche the people aspect of that job always fascinated me always loved loved being fascinated with people how people are different how they respond differently to different things that are going on you know like even in, in even in that small team I was fascinated there was one guy who was didn't matter what time I got in the office even if I got there at the same time the security guard there'd still be a guy there before me <laughs> And yet there was another young lad who lived literally across the street in a, an apartment block across the street from the office, and he was always late. And it's just little things like that I find fascinating how we're all different, and yet underneath all of that stuff, we're also all the same. So um, I, because of that fascination, I just wanted to help get the best out of my people. I saw, don't know why really, I always saw right away that um, if I focused on helping people to be happy in their work environment like the tasks in hand would would get taken care of by them so i started reading leadership books and things like that and um when my marriage broke down uh for like the final time because it was a pretty messy and rocky thing but when it finally did broke down um and i moved out i sort of looked back on that and thought whoa what the hell happened so that was when I started diving a bit deeper into human behavior and started reading books like The Games People Play by Eric Byrne. And um, my brother-in-law at the time gave me a copy of M. Scott Peck's The Road Less Traveled. So I really started diving deeper then. And that was in, what, 98? And through that, did the usual thing through being fascinated with human behavior, went through NLP training, and it was actually on NLP training that I came across the concept and it certainly is a concept of coaching as a profession realizing that in my team leadership roles I had always been coaching people and supporting them um, and I thought whoa so I can actually do this as a full-time profession um, not immediately, but literally within months, decided, okay, I turned down a contract renewal. I was doing like freelance consultancy um, at the time. Um, so that was in 2005. And yeah, turned down, turned down a contract and decided, right, I'm going to be a coach full time without having any idea whatsoever about how to do that. Faffed around, um, did run some leadership workshops and stuff and... I was starting to get clients pay me just small fees, £20, £50, £100. But of course, like a lot of people, I ran out of money, went back into a corporate job for a few years. And like I say, finally quit the final time, 2011. So um, it's been very bumpy. Um, and I realise almost on a daily basis how, how much I didn't know how little I uh, how little I knew um, at pretty much any stage any stage of that wherever you'd like to dive in <laughs> that's wonderful love it um, <clears throat> the thing that really occurred to me I guess was you know you talked there about your realizations that you'd been coaching and and about fascination with behavior and you know share all of that but I guess what's interesting for me is 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 the difference or whether you see a difference between that and what you now love to talk about which is love so I, I guess that's where I want to take you straight away is like what what takes what takes a, somebody who's realized that they can do this thing called coaching 
from looking at behavior, helping people with behavior, helping people get more out of themselves, to being um, the love guy, which is sometimes how I lovingly think of you, of you, you know, like Mr. Love, <laughs> <laughs> for want of a nom de plume. Um, what, what, can you pinpoint, did something change where you started to realize that love was where it was at or, or why? I mean, I mean, I, I wish people could see the screen, actually. I, I know people will be listening to this, but if you could see, those of you listening, or if you can imagine Phil's face having just flushed with color <laughs> and I started talking about love, you, you'd be seeing what I'm seeing now. So what is it about that that's become the thing that you, you just, you love talking about? The first thing that came to mind when you asked me that was um, a mentor of mine, Robert Holden, his work, and... I can't remember when I started really following his work and listening to him on Hay House Radio and started reading some of his books. But I went to my first Robert Holden workshop um, in San Diego in November 2014, so only a couple of years or so ago. And that was immediately after um, another coaching event, which was very very different actually to the the kind of work that robert teaches and the robert holden workshop was success intelligence so it was really delving into what we all think is success and as we delve deeper and the deeper we go we realize actually robert describes it as what everybody really wants is an experience of their own heart to me that's just that's like mind-blowing and when i look at pretty much anything we want to do you can probably deconstruct most things that most fears that we have uh, most things that we're doing down to that desire for that experience to who to who we really are so for me that is um those whole five days with him is just just amazing i mean i i actually can't put it into words um, and it was, and I can see how everything leading up to that event was also perfect. Cause like I say, it was literally three days before that I was at a coaching event, which is so different as, uh, oh, I look back on that and I can see how egotistic a lot of the work that's explored in that realm is now. And I, and I know had I not been at that workshop just three days before, then I wouldn't have had the opportunity to learn from the contrast that was being presented to me. So it was just so perfect. Um, if I go back a little bit further, oh gosh, I've always been a romantic fool, actually, Dave. Um, <laughs> you know, so always, yeah, a bit of a soppy old git. So there's that aspect, romantic love. But also, I get, I get with you and, and knowing you a bit that, that there is that, and I think this might be good to to talk about a little bit. There is that romantic element to you, and the <clears throat> the, this, this, the soft, plush, and cuddly. You know the, the the kung fu panda within you, I would say. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then there's also this this like like having having you know had, had many hours now over over a short period of time, but quite a few hours you and I have spent on the wire and and listening to your your compassion and your 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 depth of feeling, not only for the 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 nice stuff, you know, the the red roses, that aspect of of life but the but the dark stuff and you or that which we would call dark you know the 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 bit that people don't want to talk about but ironically i think they really do and and i see that you've you you know you share some really heartfelt stuff via social media or whatever and so it's more isn't it it's more than just like we could we could you see we could skip over the whole (laughs) get into the romantic thing but i want i want to take you deeper into the into what you see as love out of the romantic how do you see it uh as far as i know i've not read many I've not never did any any kind of study of religion or whatever but as far as i know in pretty much all scriptures god is described as love um so now whenever i read anything that mentions god in fact i made a post just today from a quote from a course in miracles and I actually substituted the word god for love um so what is love I think it's probably something that's indescribable the energy behind life the energy that's flowing through us so and you know in perhaps the principles community i would equate love to mind the energy behind life greater intelligence um the energy of creation this is the to me what is love is the same as asking what is god 
and yeah. one, and, one and the same. So it's, I, it's like it's a, it's a question that's impossible to answer. But I think out of that, out of being unable to answer that, we can start looking at, okay, so how does love manifest? What gets created out of love? How do we express the energy of love that flows, flows through us? And obviously the whole idea around romantic love comes out of that. The other thing I think you were kind of sort of touching on that I've embraced much more, definitely over the last couple of years, is our humanness. Very much more our, our, our humanness. <laughs> I've embraced embracing humanness. And well, what, what does that mean on, on like, you know, I mean, a lot of people who can listen to this will, will, will know you or perhaps familiar with these kind of, I don't know, concepts or the way we talk about things. But if someone lands on this and, and you know, says embracing human, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, how can we never be, you know, what, what do you, what do you mean by that in, in sort of like everyday checkout terms? You can't not do anything that's not human. I've got the double negative right there. But yeah, you can't <laughs> you can't you can't not do something that's not human. You can't have an emotion that you're not meant to to have. You can't have a feeling you're not meant to have. You can't have a thought you're not meant to have. Um so when I say embracing it, I mean stop resisting it. And then of course, even stop resisting the resistance. You know, so that's what I mean. You can kind of go out in this outer shell. Well, I'm resisting that. I'm resisting my resistance. Okay, what happens if you stop resisting your resistance? Oh, no, I can't do that. I remember um, um, Michael Neal, I heard, um, uh, I don't know if it was his radio show or on, on his CD set. It was one of the first CD sets of his I started listening to, Effortless Success. And he talks about um, loving yourself, which is a, a, another topic we could perhaps touch on. Um, and he talks about him asking a client, well, can you love yourself for not loving yourself? It's like, no, 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 I can't do that. Okay, well, can you love yourself for not loving yourself for not loving yourself? No, 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 no. <laughs> and they go out like about six times. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can love myself for not loving myself for not loving myself for not loving myself. You know, and, and, and I guess this whole idea of embracing our humanness, the same thing applies. It's like the, are they Chinese or Russian dolls? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, Russian, um, dolls. Russian yeah. dolls. It's kind of It's kind of like that. But by embracing it, I mean, at, at some level... And this is what I'm always looking for when I'm when I'm coaching somebody. At some at some level, we we can stop resisting, and that's where there's perhaps a chink that we can that we can. It's very cliche. Shine shine some light in. But the moment you know you're talking to somebody and the resistance drops, of course you'll know this. The shoulders drop, and it's like, oh, okay, okay, so I haven't got to resist that anymore. And we we just start to open and we start to open up to have these beautiful deeper conversations and then people mm. can start to explore from there. I, I said when when you were saying about the the Russian dolls, you know, and I I had this vision of of almost like like infinite infinite levels of 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 love or or understanding or depth of feeling or. It, it's difficult, as you said rightly, you know, it's difficult with words, isn't it? Because even with words like feeling, someone can hear that and go, oh, okay, so there's a feeling I ought to have then. And then, and then you can chase it. Then you can rabbit hole it, can't you? It's like, you, you know, we've talked about this in, in seminar rooms or whatever, and there's, you know, people typically talk about it as a good feeling. And then, and then people come out of the room, and, and the good feeling seems to, seems to, to, to vanish, or be replaced by something that we would call a not quite so good feeling, and and it's like oh where's that good feeling again? Or if I go back to another place or whatever, whatever, whatever. So have have you seen that change for you? That getting out of the rabbit hole and 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 what is what is on a day to day basis for for Coach Phil? What is what is absorbing or accepting or whatever word we want to put humanness, or as you would say humanness. Um, what is that? What is, Suffolk accent. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, what does it? You know, what does that look like? Do you know what? I don't even really know. That's the that's the truth of it. Because I guess the answer to your question is, I've stopped being so fucking self obsessed. Mm. I mean, really, like. 
message to, like, to, to most coaches I really think could be well, just get over yourself you know we hear, so that, a, so we hear can, a version can, of that get out get out <laughs> of your way but it's like yeah yeah I, I I had somebody say to me and of course my ego loves sharing this story and it'll <laughs> be obvious why somebody said to me oh you're pretty good at this and uh and I said really I said yeah you're you're pretty good at this aren't you and in that moment, I said, uh, do you know what? I have no idea. I haven't even considered that for, I don't know when, for how long. Why would I sit here wondering how good I am at this and keep looking at myself? So I don't really know what the answer is to your question. This is because um, whilst I do notice those sorts occasionally, of course, I might have a really what feels like a kind of sticky or uncomfortable call with somebody. Yeah, and then... And, um, whilst previously it would have been natural because it can't be unnatural it would have been natural for me to get all down and pissy and thinking oh god I should quit this I'm crap as a coach or whatever and now it's natural for me to just really not pay attention to that and have incredible faith in um, yeah in, in a bigger picture in a bigger intelligence if I'm if, if a call's meant to be sticky doing the air quotes here and, and uncomfortable it's just I, I guess I have incredible faith that it's all as it's meant to be. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. I, th- I, I think that's such a. I, I see that in you and 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 how you, how you are in the world. That 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 deeper surety about. Um, that deeper surety about life. Again, I'm, I'm I'm just sort of I'm just kind of dodging words, you know, uh, that, that it's all as it's meant to be, it's, you know. That's another nice place can people can attribute. Well, the way I want it to be is is fairy tale, is romantic, you know, and 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 actually know it's as it's meant to be and how it's meant to be and and what your mind has made up as what you want don't always coincide, and I think that's where a lot of stickiness occurs. I wanted to veer off if if it's okay with you into you were saying when you were talking about the michael story about loving the self and and this word you know get, getting out of my own way this 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 apparent it's like there's two people there isn't there you know if i was to try and get out of my own way sitting talking to you now it's gonna, there? Yeah. it's gonna be quite an interesting challenge for me isn't it given i'm the one sitting in the chair so and you were talking about loving loving yourself just just talk talk into that one a little bit for us so that second part I'll do first. Again, it's um, wonderful work of Robert said something in a um, in a workshop, which again is it, it was just mind blowing. And and I and I always say, you know what, you don't you don't need to learn truth; you recognize it. At least that's how it appears. You know, when somebody says something to you, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, that is true. I get that, of course. You know, it's like um, we recognize truth. And he talked about um, self-love being actually self-love itself being a recognition rather than an activity. Like there's nothing to do. So like if um, if we consider that this, we have this spiritual energy that's running through us, this thing called life, life force, which I'll call, which I'll call love. We can call it, doesn't matter. We can call it dolphin air. I don't, it doesn't really matter what we call it. It can have any name you want, but we have this kind of energy flowing through us. So, and if we're saying, so if I'm calling that energy love, I am love because I have that energy flowing through me. That's what, when that energy goes, I go. It's just a body left behind, right? So when I, when my time's up in this body, I'm gone. But the only thing that's left really, the only thing that has left my body is the life force. So if, and it's, I can appreciate for some people that might be a big if, but if my starting point is knowing that I am love, I am that energy, I must love myself. It must be happening. And again, it depends on what perspective you take. If you think of the trillions and trillions of cells in your body, every single cell is there for you. Every single cell is, quote, loving you, keeping you alive. No matter what thought you might be entertaining and and thinking that you know I should be ten pounds lighter or 
or should have more hair or whatever it doesn't really matter whatever thoughts you're thinking about yourself which might look like you're not loving yourself you are loving yourself that's going on right now as we talk you know the miracle of love has already happened it doesn't really matter what what you think or say or or even do really after the event it's going on right now so the idea of self-love being all about you know chocolates and flowers to mm-hmm. me that's a distraction so then seeing that that to me once i just like many things once you see it, it's obvious that becomes a given i don't have to pay that really much attention it's just like well i know i love myself i just forget that i do occasionally that's kind of different to thinking it's something i have to actually pay attention to and do it flips it on its head what it means is occasionally i forget that i love myself that doesn't mean i stop loving myself that's going on regardless mm. yeah i like that I, I i i think of it slightly differently so i i I think there are there are times when we forget that you know we're 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 the force of life because habitually we've associated with things that come after that. So we might have we might have associated highly with the body or or with our intellect or 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 with an aspiration or a dream or a desire or another human, you know, uh, a relationship or whatever, and and and. That's where it gets what we call sticky. But but the only reason it gets sticky is because we're in the middle of that forgetting process, and so it looks like like it, it just it looks it looks like something it isn't, which is why words become difficult to explain <laughs> <laughs> Some, something that isn't. But but I think there's a there's a tangibility there, and you 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 know you you've got that great skill as as a professional coach in bringing what can be quite an ethereal conversation back down to to the simple pragmatics of 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 day-to-day life of day-to-day humanness of day-to-day living um and i think your clients are thankful for that i would say in my view thank you yeah thank you just share a little um analogy i often use is like once you've seen something and you and you know it you don't have to keep going back and studying it even though you might forget occasionally and i'll often use the analogy of having you know a pint of milk in my fridge i've seen it it's in there so sitting here at my desk with my nice big fat microphone in front of me talking to you <laughs> um i think oh i might in a moment i might forget that that pint of milk is there but i, I deep down i know it's there I don't have to run back and just go and check and go and feel the condensation down the bottle. I just, I just know it's there. I've seen it. I know it's there. It's true. Perfect. Let's talk a little bit about, about coach Phil and, and about coach Phil's business and, and, and how, how you've seen that. I think one of the questions I, we were sort of loosely chatting before uh, well, before you started hitting, having just pushed, I'd started la- laughing. <laughs> sorry, having just pushed record, you know, and then, and then we're querying why is this happening? But one of the things we were talking about is how you've how you've seen things change. So, how's your business changed since, not just the early days, but perhaps more uh, more recently in the last few years? I think that's always interesting is to look at like the recent changes and 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 maybe the risk of hallucinating, but maybe how do you see it? How do you see it going forward? What do you have a sense of a direction you're heading in, or what, what's it like in the world of Coachville? So things really changed from a business perspective in coaching for me um, once I came across the book by Rich Litvin and Steve Chandler, The Prosperous Coach. Um, and whilst I think uh, sometimes that book is misinterpreted, the principles in that book are. Uh, have the potential to be yeah life-changing actually in fact it, I, I, I actually include that book as one of four pivotal books in my life actually so it's because it, it just changed everything and it wasn't until then that i was able to start to make money from coaching that that meant that i could that i could make a living from coaching i'd faffed about before then i made dribs and drabs and tried different things 
Um, but I did fall into the trap. So I, I was getting by, doing pretty well. I went for a stage of doing pretty well. Um, but I did fall into the trap that a lot of people fall into of trying to be somebody or a certain way. Again, we talk about embracing humanness. To me, that just seems, well, of course, who wouldn't do that when we're looking for an answer or when we're looking for answers? So, um, in fact, I was laughing about this with a friend who went um, through a, a recording of a, of a coaching conversation between us, by the way, just between the two of us, and really how we just laughed because it was just some of it was just so manufactured. Um, yeah, it's just so, so, so different. What's changed is realizing I don't have to try to be anybody. And that's so liberating, which comes back to my previous comment about, you know, getting over yourself. Um, look, here, here's how I see it. Coaching is a beautiful profession in its purest form which is one person sitting, standing, whatever, simply being with another person solely for that person, for no other purpose than for that person. And however loving we might think our relationships are, I don't know of any other relationship that has that kind of dynamic all relationships are transactional and indeed coaching is transactional like you pay me some money then we'll talk every so often and I will sit here in the purest presence and love that I'm capable of having for you in that moment but once you handed me the money um, then I'm, I'm just simply here for you there's, there's, it's nothing to do with me it's nothing to do with me. So I don't have to try and do anything, try and be anything. And I allow, I'm just naturally fascinated and curious about people. Um, I don't have to think about, well, what do I want from this conversation? Yeah, I think that really has been the biggest change. The biggest change. Because even in conversations and in proposal stages and stuff like that uh, with, with clients, I used to think I need to be trying to do it a different way or I need to try and portray a certain aspect of what I want and whatever. Whereas now, I mean, some, some conversations I have with people, I'm like a little excited boy because I'm just letting it, I'm just letting it out. I'm just, oh my God, I'm so, we have to do this. Come on, so, oh, I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you. If, if this happens, it's like, whoa, let's do it, you know, because, because I'm just there really for, for as much as I can for the client. I mean, none of that's true, of course, because I'm actually here for me. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> before you call me out on it you know depends depends on from which angle you're going to look but but it's it's the biggest shift definitely and it's just over the last couple of years is just giving up on trying to be somebody giving up on trying to be somebody so um i was fortunate to spend some well so i went through steve chandler's advanced client system school a few years ago and um steve hardison who's kind of like legendary if you like in coaching circles um came and spoke to us and i've spent some time with him since and he 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 talks about just simply getting paid for being him just simply getting paid for being him and i have to say yeah i, I generally feel that's what that's what's happening with me my business is really about me getting paid for being me i think that's wonderful though um because <clears throat> I, I I know I've I've experienced the same thing, and, and you've heard me talk about yeah, that. Yeah. And and what's interesting is that and it's particularly true in 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 my executive coaching work is that people hire me because they desperately want to be themselves. Everyone wants an experience of their own heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And they they want to be able to show up to that board meeting to to uh, team meetings with their clients, with their suppliers. And it extends out to, you know, and, and interestingly, often people say, look, look, in this context, I'm like, 
I'm really how I think I am, you know, and, and, and everybody's, I think everybody sort of knows it's a game that you can't really see yourself. You can only see some made up story about it, you know, but most people have got that down, but, but then they're, they're onto something that, that if they can be more of that, if you like, in, in all contexts, then they know that, uh, and, and it can cause some dust to be kicked up. But they also know that the richness that's there far outweighs any of the, 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 the temporary noise and distortion and, and people going, oh, you can't say that kind of thing in this, you know. And, and, that, and I just think it's really interesting, isn't it, when we, you know, when, when we are that and, and, and by de facto, as part of the oneness of all things, have, if you like, give permission for other people to, to be that too. That's amazing, isn't it? Isn't it is like- amazing. Uh, to me, coaching is so much easier, perhaps, than a lot of people might think. I mean, how difficult can it be to just really love somebody and just be yourself and be curious about them and ask them whatever questions occur to you to ask in the moment? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. kind of it yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah, so, yeah. So, and so without just trying to be anything or anybody, it's pure, it's cleaner, it's, it's, it's easy. So come on, let's get dirty now. Okay. Where, where, <laughs> where does it not work for you? Where you know where, what are your what what are your areas where you're still like, oh man, I, I I don't I don't I don't think I'm life. I'm I'm the guy with hangups about this, that, and the oh, other. Yeah, well, definitely. <laughs> oh my god. So I still, um, it's, it would be easy to describe myself as lazy. That's not really true, but. Um, so I could definitely be more financially successful. That's probably we all could. But I do see a very direct correlation. I don't work anywhere near as hard as a lot of my coaching friends. I see that. I'm kind of pretty determined to hang on to um, aspects of my life outside of, of coaching. Um, so, yeah, there's there's periods. I've had periods, a very bumpy ride financially even over the last couple of years. Um with some really, really good spells and some very, very barren spells. Um and it and it always comes back to me just simply not putting work in and not connecting with people. So as soon as you mention that, that is I'm still um it's not really about being shy. You see, I I, I don't even have it down to be able to answer the question. I could <laughs> connect I could connect more than I do, for sure. I could connect more, more, more than I do. Um, definitely got a lot better at it. I was, I was, I will speak to to strangers in when I'm out and about much more, but not not as much as as I could. Um, so I guess there's some consistency as well in that that I that I don't have down. Um, I occasionally feel a bit of a fraud, you know. Um, and again, who doesn't? That does seem to be part of the human condition. How do I know it's part of the human condition? Well, because I occasionally feel like that. Um, yeah, I feel a bit of a fraud because you know I've struggled with weight for as long as I can remember. And um, like even as I sit in front of you now, I want to lose thirty pounds. You know, that's ooh, okay. well by the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've got any questions that are that awkward. I, I will pay you any money you want if if we manage to do that. Um, and I guess the other aspect of that is perhaps personally my relationships, probably over the last six months, felt a bit messy. Um, they've always been honest, I suppose, but just messy. Um, so I think, well, am I a bit of a fraud then? But But one thing I know I'm good at is being human so I can help you do that I can help you do that and if part of being human is um, having messy relationships that can become more honest and more loving I can help you I can help you with that so whatever aspect I think you know I might be a bit of a fraud clearly that's not true if I'm honest about it I'm not being fraudulent about it that's just you know that judgmental voice in me telling me that I should have the perfect life if I want to help other people. But I'm I'm not into trying to help people have a perfect life. I'm just helping people to have whatever life they they want for themselves, actually. Yeah, I think that's lovely, isn't it? Because um, 
<clears throat> yeah, it is like what is a perfect life anyway? You know, a, a, a temporary, you know, some. One of the things that's intrigued me about about exploring different things is, um, you know, often you get a notion that you want to do something, and and you know, essentially at that stage you're in love with the thought of it. But actually, when you come to to practically do it, and one of one of my best examples of this was a it was a particular car that I wanted, and uh, and eventually I'd, I'd been working hard and saved up and whatever, and, and I bought it and I sat in it. I was like, oh my goodness, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, because 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 driving it for a period of time was very different from the adrenaline fueled test drive, which was supported by the notion of 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 how well I'd done, you know, to to do all those things. But the practical reality of this being this car owner was that I'd get out of it. And you know, I'm I'm very fortunate. I don't have back problems, but I'd be like holding my back and my legs. I've had cramp and whatever. And it, you know, this this there's an innocence, isn't there? In in and, and we've talked about this before about about exploring what it is you'd really enjoy and and you know, and how your business might look, how your coaching practice might look, what what's fun for you, what you excel at, what you thrive at, what brings what brings you and your clients alive versus stuff that a book tells you to do because that's a good <laughs> idea to fill your practice or a good way to leverage your, you know, all these kind of words. You'll leverage your time. You need to leverage your time. It's like, well, maybe, but, you know, <laughs> but actually what I love doing, you know, is, is well, I think it's one-to-one in your case. It's, this, it's the same for me. I, f- I find team stuff and whatever great fun, but it's actually always to generate the one-to-one time, the, the opportunity oh, to just love. So I just so love talking to people one-on-one. You know, I you don't. I was going to say you won't see me doing webinars and stuff. I'm toying with the idea, but it, it, I haven't even done my first Facebook live yet, Dave. I'm just, just like, it just doesn't, <gasps> doesn't, uh, doesn't turn me on or whatever. I just think, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, no, I just no. I love talking to people one on one and and I've done some group stuff wonderful group um at the end of actually it's the end of 2015 and the beginning of 2016 the heart led life had a very intimate group just had four or five of us in it and um well four plus me so there is five um wonderful group about exploring what is it what does it mean to live a heart led life so that was wonderful it was just a 12 week program um I could plug my program that I'm putting together for coaches, but I won't. You can just see that on my website. Um, well, yeah, I think you should. You you mentioned it, so now I, I mentioned it. it. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm putting a just getting four coaches together um, in a project that I'm calling Liberty, because it is really all about um, freedom and discovering and then exploiting your liberty to be you as a coach, whoever that is. And um, like I said, really intimate group. I see a lot of, you know, that came about because I see a lot of people and people contact me um, who, let's say this is another part of this conversation, really, that's kind of reluctant to go here because I, I notice even now, just thinking about it, my energy dropping. But, you know, in this profession, you and I spoke about it, there's a hell of a lot of embellishment, a hell of a lot of nail polish, a lot of photoshopping. And I see people going through some of these larger programs, some of the really, really well-known ones and some not so well-known. And yet you speak to them and they're still on the floor, on their asses financially. And yet you check out their Facebook page and they're like the most successful person on the planet and they can help you, you know, create success too. So I wanted to do something a little bit differently um, than either a large group or just one-on-one and just combine the two. Because I think... Um, and in my experience, when I've been part of larger groups, you can end up being the anonymous guy at the back of the room, um, or you can just it's it's end up being subjected to um, guruism. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is not a guru model. It's 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 my intention here is to give people the support that real intimate support from one-on-one coaching but also 
in a really small peer group so so even though one-on-one -on -one coaching those calls will be recorded and shared with the other participants so it's 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 real intimate it's you do have the group support because being part of a group is wonderful but not at the expense of just that real one-on-one -on -one intimacy I see that with you I, I did there were two things that occurred to me in that was was the intimacy with which you 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 love to live life and your desire to be seen and for others to to have that gift of really being seen as well even even in your sharing around the fraudulent thing i could i could feel there was there was an element of wanting to bring that out of wanting to bring it to the surface to expose all you know like 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 here it is because it's all of it it's not bits of it and you don't need to shine any of it necessarily and you don't not need to do that either actually but it's all of it this is a, and and it's difficult to describe something that's all things isn't it other than it's 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 all of it but if people can get a sense of well what do you think it means for people if they get a sense of this allness of of life that that you can embrace the whole lot well i mean what difference has that made for you in your life <laughs> well who wants to who wants to connect and talk and be with uh, a fake We all know them, don't we? You know that, that you're with somebody, and and you just get that sense: oh, this guy's just bullshitting me. What I've realised is people connect very deeply to the humanness that we so often try and hide. If you're willing to trust love, it's unnecessary to hide it. Or is there one of those phrases you see it around some of the coaching communities? What I don't want you to know about me. I mean, what absolute <laughs> codswallop that is really what that actually means is what i really want you to know about me but i'm scared to share it with you because i'm afraid you won't love me which you will because you can't not love me <laughs> so i think uh, it's funny that's, that's not that's not as catchy as what i don't want you to know about me of course i i, I it's interesting because i, I so it, it's interesting how different people hear things when when I hear what what I don't want you to know about me, what I hear is what I desperately want to tell you, because <laughs> I think therefore that you'll think I'm some kind of superhuman for sharing with you my deepest and darkest secrets. Yeah. It's about as manufactured as it gets. Yeah. That said, that said, at some point, probably somebody shared something very very human, very intimate, very personal. But then as with all things it's picked up and becomes a gesture within an industry and and the more it gets translated and propagated the more comically hideous it becomes and you can you can you can even feel the person squirming when they write it but it's what everyone's writing these days and and, yeah. and that that that's what that stuff says to me and, and i've played that game actually in um in a co at a coaching event a few times and one time in particular i really thought gosh there was something that came to mind that i did share with somebody but it is i think the thing that um feels uncomfortable is that it, it's not true me saying what i don't want you to know i mean linguistically it's not true if i didn't want you to know i wouldn't tell you it's kind of black and white as that um but yeah there is some benefit in that definitely because it, it does and i know um some of these events where they play this game it is played to generate connection and that works for sure i think it's just the nail varnish that's put around it and and then the the franchising of it if you like <laughs> that um is unsavory at least yeah. to my palate anyway and it's funny isn't it because even in 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 things like that you know that that's what generates connection and it's like well not really you know connection can look like it's vanished but it never goes anywhere you can never be disconnected from that which is it's impossible we just forget that we are we're distracted yeah, by, exactly. by who we think exactly. we need to be yeah yeah so the, so the notion that that's what creates it is like nah <laughs> <laughs> not so much yeah wonderful what's on the cards for phil 2017 it's going to be an interesting year isn't it in the world of form <laughs> <laughs> you see Phil's world panning out 
I I want to do more retreats this year and some VIP days because um, it it's I get kind of lonely actually sitting in my little apartment. I live on my own, and um, sometimes the only face to face conversation I have with somebody during the week is, "Do you want some help with your packing?" You know, <laughs> so um, I'm going to get out more, perhaps physically. Um, yeah, continuing to focus on the one-on-one stuff. Um, talking to, I, I love my clients so much. It's like, I, I have to tell you, I have one client like recording this on a Monday. There's one client I talked to at eight o'clock on a Monday. He's in Australia and he couldn't make it today. I was gutted. <laughs> I was gutted. Um, and, and that inspired me to write, write something about sadness. Actually, I was so sad that I'm not talking to this guy. Um, so yeah, continue to, to, really focus on the one-on-one stuff that's where the juice is for me but i do know yeah um i am excited about this project liberty small group of coaches yeah and like i say more more retreats i'm gonna do um i've done a few in greece i want to explore some other places as well take people there for a couple of days and we just sit and talk um for two two or three days have beautiful conversations without trying to to do anything without even trying to coach and it's just really about as i said earlier about being present with somebody and magic seems to happen just from from doing that allowing that actually rather than doing it from just allowing that it is the most natural thing in the world to sit and talk with somebody and be connected with them wonderful so um where can I mean? Where can people find out about you? Where can they follow you up? Where can they stalk you <laughs> for your lovely retreats and liberty and one-to-one work? So, our website is philgphilg.com, and um, you can find me on Facebook. I'm fairly active on Facebook. fbphil.com will take you there. Uh, yeah, that's it. Well, thank you, Phil. Thank you for sharing you with me and allowing me to share me with you and for all that you are and and have been and will be. It's been a great pleasure spending <laughs> time with you again. Thank you, Dave. Really appreciate you um, suggesting, offering, and indeed, and, and indeed doing this. I always enjoyed talking with you despite uh, the colour of your clothes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>